Welcome, I'm your host, Greg McEwen, and I'm here with you on this journey to learn together how we can make life better. Today is part two of my conversation with Matthew McConaughey. It's been great to have him back on the show, and while he needs no introduction as an A-list Hollywood star, he's a person who I absolutely love to speak with. You can go back and listen to the first conversations with McConaughey back on episodes 48 and 49. We've stayed in touch since then, so it's been great to continue the conversation at this time. He is a fascinating communicator, whether in writing, whether he's speaking from the heart after the devastating shootings in Uvalde. He is raw. He is real. Let's begin. Remember to teach the ideas in this podcast episode to someone else within the next 24 to 48 hours of listening so that you can learn and they can learn and we can grow together. This episode is sponsored by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot. <coughs> Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. So whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person point-of-sale system, whenever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. So sell more with less effort, thanks to Shopify Magic, which is your AI-powered all-star. In my experience with every business that I have built, including this podcast, there are breakthrough moments, and those moments are often the result of finding the right partner. And I think that's a way to think about Shopify because no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash greg, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash greg now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash greg. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. McConaughey, let's keep going in this conversation. I wasn't going to even go here because I know it's so sensitive, but I can't help the themes we're talking about. I can't help but think about 
the moment, that moment, the Oscar moment, the, I mean, I mean the Will Smith moment because. <laughs> because it, are we far enough away from that to be able to laugh at that right now? I think well, we are, aren't we? I mean, I, I, you know, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of water under the bridge with it, but it's like, isn't that somehow connected to this? The idea of like, can you not, I don't know. I don't want to psychoanalyze it. I, I, I don't know what's going on and I certainly don't want to be critical. But it's like, it's like, isn't there something to be said here about this? If you're centered, if you're in a certain place, then you can handle what's going on outside of you. And if you, if you aren't, then you're going oh, to get oh. uber reactive. Okay. You know, yeah, I've yeah, had yeah. bad moments. You know, I've not, I haven't, yeah, I haven't, yeah, yeah. I haven't done that, but I have had moments I'm not proud of in, right, 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 right. You know, and I'm not, but, but I'm just not on a world stage. So, you know, nobody Nobody knows, nobody cares. Let's admit something, though, on that before we even, and just before we judge even that, let's admit a root cause there. So we're basically saying, have yourself an order mm. so you can then go navigate the chaos. Easier yes. said than done. Because <laughs> what happens is you say, hey, I don't want to go out and risk, you know, not knowing my, you know, I don't want to get out and risk and not knowing my compass. We have one leg too. We're too. We're too hanging on to order too much. We're maybe not taking on chaos enough to go find out and have to call an audible and go. Geez, I don't have the resources I usually need to clarify this situation. I got to wing it. That's good. Now it's a fine line. At that moment, for whatever reason, Mr. Smith was over his skis. He was over the tip <laughs> of his skis. Yeah, that's a good description. You know, the, the, the moment whatever happened, the outside world overcame and the, his inside centered us for whatever, for whatever reason. I got theories on that. But do you then go, oh, that's who that person essentially is? Well, a lot of people do. That's part of that, let's admit. I don't know, that sounds like more entertainment to go, that's who that person, now the real one came out. I, I, I will watch that. I think, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's true. That's not how you see it. No, 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 no. Uh, he, he, he had a, he had a bogey moment. He shanked it. Uh, <laughs> to use a golf term. You know what I mean? <laughs> but what you that's said all. there was, was quite compassionate because what you're saying is yes. Okay. It's an extreme moment. And you're saying, yeah, it's a mistake. You're saying that too, but you're also saying if you want to make progress and do great things in your life you can't just be in order you no. know yes fine no. we don't criticize people who just live in order because they don't cause any problems yeah but they're not out creating either they're not doing perhaps great things in that sense either so you're saying look you're going to have to try and manage that chaos and order in a way that's productive okay he, he went way over on the chaos side there but you're trying to allow for the I think something like the creative process that we all have to navigate. Yeah, man. And look, we all have, we, like you said, you started to say it. I've said, we all got clumsy moments. We all have, there's been plenty of times where I've done something because I knew I was right, but man, it was sure as hell at the wrong time. Plenty of times I got a point to prove, but I'm like, dude, remind yourself, you don't have to go prove the point. There's plenty of times you got to look up circumstance, situation, timing. I had a birthday party in, in my like late thirties. 
ninth birthday party with my friends. And next day, I talk to my friends. They're like, did you have a good time? They go like, uh, not really, dude. Like, why? I go, you weren't, you weren't even there. You were over in the corner. I was trying to, someone had come in with ill will to my birthday party. I was like, whoop, trespassing. Uh-uh. And I cornered this person and went on. <laughs> got on my got on my pulpit and went on for like three hours. I missed my own party. Wow. You it let them right. have it. You let them have it for three hours. We went out for th three hours and came out of it with a hug and understanding. But I turned around. Everyone was gone. I missed my party. It didn't go badly now, in the end. You dealt with it. You worked through it, but not the right time. Looking back, I'm like, you could have better timing. Maybe you want to tell that person, hey, you want to, you want to meet up tomorrow? <laughs> I don't know. I've got a party not yet. I don't know. You know what I mean? There's yeah. plenty of things I've done that were awkward that are like, oh, yeah, you may be right, bro, but it's bad timing. So there's considerations of knowing your zone. There's a lot of things to consider that our mind does in a moment that when we're aligned, it the math adds up and you go, oh, risk, reward. Yep, I'm taking the risk. Well, risk reward. No, I'm gonna hold on to this. But I mean, I look back, a lot of a lot of successes and satisfaction and achievements of mine have been where I was like, bam, I'm going for it. And I'm gonna see what happens. Mm -hmm. I think I may have mentioned this to you last time. When I wrote Green Lights looking back in my life, I thought that 90% of my successes, whether they're relational, career, whatever, were by design and engineered through having a goal and the willpower to go achieve it. After writing the book, I'm not sure 50% were because of that. That's so interesting. At least 50%. And definitely the most sort of spiritual successes or breakthroughs had nothing to do with the engineering besides saying, I'm tying my shoes and I'm heading out. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to find. I'm just going to hopefully put, put myself in a position to get lost so it can find me. It was not it. There was no will. There was no goal. There was no I'm going away to work out this problem. No, I'm going out because I just got to get away to let memory catch up, to let the divine speak to me. It was it was jumping off and learning how to fly on the way down. So dipping into that kind of chaos is very important, I think. Hertzberger talks about there being two kinds of strategy. He says, he says there's emergent strategy, you know, we'd say sort of bottoms up strategy, and then there's intentional strategy, like top down strategy. Yeah. And he says like, you need both, but this is what, this is what you're saying, right? It's like, you thought it was all intentional, but as you've yeah. reflected and learned, you're like, oh, but there's this whole other side that I wasn't, I wasn't even the author of it. I wasn't driving it. I was just open to it. Right. And now looking back, you see it was all intentional. Like I said, it's all science looking back. But I look back, <laughs> yeah, right. no, it was not intent. I didn't know it was intentional. So it's also trusting those moments to go, doesn't make much sense to me right now, but I'm going to lean into it. I'm not moving. I'm not going to go to something that can take my attention off of this back to back to essentialism. I'm going to I'm going to be naked in this spot and not have all the things that I can go to to go ah, not catch my breath and just. Endure the endure that and see what happens. That's been some of the great beauties of, of, of my life when that happened. But it wasn't top down. But again, looking back, it was trust in those moments. And I go, intuitively, did I know? Do we know? 
Do we really know when we're in them? And how much is it that we just need to endure the discomfort and go, trust it, trust it. It'll, the angel's coming. But then how much do you have to go, it's time to pull the parachute, man. This ain't working. I got to go back. <laughs> You know what I mean, it's a it's a constant game. It's an art. It's it's an art, and you it works sometimes, and it doesn't others. And hopefully, when it doesn't work, you don't have a public moment like someone we were talking about earlier, who all of a sudden you're just crushed, and you're and and and, and you're going to have to work your tail off to get back. I don't want to. You know, we built things in our lives. I want to take risks. I don't want to be foolish with what I built, though. I don't want to be foolish with my family. Foolish with whatever wealth I've accumulated. I want to be a fool with it. Uh, one of the questions that's growing out as I'm listening to you today is like what the effect of success has been, like the unintended consequences of, and by success, I'm I'm actually meaning specifically fame, I think, which I'm not saying is success. So I prefer that word. But it, like, for example, when we were talking about friends, I remember the Beatles saying something like this, that they said, after a while, they said, we didn't know who we could trust. and And they went further. They said, in the end, they said the only people we could trust were the people who had known us before we became famous because so many people were just coming at and they just, who are you and what, what, what do you want and so on? Do you feel that or you feel somehow different to that, more centered yourself and like, no, I'm still just, you know, I don't know. Do you relate to that? I do relate to it. And I definitely went through that stage of feeling like I could only trust those who knew me before. But I also had to deal with what other the other the other side of that coin is a lot of people who you knew before, oh, they change more mm. than you do when you become famous. You mean in like a jealous way? Is that how they change? They just how did you see jealous them of attention of oh you succeeded to maybe a, you gained fame that maybe they didn't get, and so just to see you where if you if you had us screening at the Cargill Theater at your local town where you grew up and there's a crowd of 500, hmm. your friends may see, well, man, I used to come here to the Cargill and it was just the four of us. He, wh 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 who's the other 496 he's talking to? Mm. Hey, 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 who do you think you are, man? Oh, big time. Oh, and you go, oh, dude, come on. No, no, no. So, yeah, there's a bit of, there's a bit of that. So the person, That's interesting. you know, and then... Jim and Jane call who were merely acquaintances, maybe played on the other baseball team and you, you, you met them, you, you ran into them once a summer. They come out of the woodwork and they're like, dude, it's me, Jim. What's going on, bro? We got to hang out. And you're like going, we never hung out back then. <laughs> what makes you think we got to hang out now? Oh, so you're too big time for me? You, you get that. That happens. You know, so you're um, saying, it, which makes sense, that it changes relationships you, for, for, for people you've met since, but also, which is probably pretty disorienting, it changes the relationships you had before. 100%. I tell that story in the book of my mom changed. My right. mom fell right. in love with my fame. Right. And love that, that more than being, more than acting like my mother. <laughs> I had trusted her for eight years going like, Damn, man. She wants to be doing what I'm doing. She's watching me going, I'm not doing this from the front row. I want to be up there doing that. Well, that, that's like, and I'm calling home sometimes on a Sunday, a personal thing to talk about. And if I'm going to read about what I shared with her on Monday, what I said Sunday, read about it in the paper on Monday, I'm like going, 
what the hell? So for eight years, we had a bit of a strain. So that's somebody very close to me, a matern- my mother. So yes, at the same time, the people that were there before, it's hard. Friendships are hard. I have a great friend who we're peers, buddies. He came on and worked with me, managed me for a while. Well, I didn't notice till years later that that's tough on a friendship because every bit of success is filtered through the one who's famous, the lead singer. I'm the one who gets all the attaboy. They're all of a sudden in sort of a second tier or perceived to be in a second tier, all right? No one's going to them going, wow, awesome. And so when you have, I think Springsteen talks about it, it all gets filtered through the lead dog. And disproportionately, right? Like, like it, yeah. it's, it's, not, it's not like a few percentage points more. Like wh- whatever people's no, perception it's all of- filtered through. So do, how does a friendship, how do you maintain a friendship and an honesty, but yet also being able to look each other in the eye and still have to contest each other and get along and an equal relationship when the world only feeds through your friend who's now famous and all the accolade only feeds through them. It's not coming to both of you. It's only feeding through them. So the person that's an older friend before, say, fame comes has to be able to evolve with that. And the person who's famous has to be able to go, I, I understand this all comes to me. I need to make sure that we're keeping what's important, important and what's not, not because uh, it's, it's so much comes in and it's brand new for the first time. You think it's all great. You're like, wow, mm-hmm. this is all super. <laughs> it's it's all upside. You think it's all upside for a while. It's all green. Yeah. It's all green light. So you look at it not till years later of enduring that you be able to look back and go, Oh, that didn't matter. Oh, that was froth. Oh, that was hype. Oh, that, you know, um, and it takes time to disseminate through all that. And to have a friend with you that was not, that you were friends with beforehand, before you got famous, is helpful to have them navigate. At the same time. It's hard on them. Well, at the same time, you want to take things to the next level. Oh, yeah, I hear And it's not all about, hey, hey, it's not all about just humble pie. Hey, you need to be more humble. No, sometimes like you need to fly, bro. Go further, higher. I'm here. Let's do this. Oh, I hear you. No, I see what you're saying. You're saying sometimes it's just good steadying, but sometimes that that friend can actually challenge you in the other way because they know you. You you need that friend to also challenge you in the other way. And trust me, and it's hard because it's an intimidating situation. And you're talking about going into parts unknown. Talk Talk about taking on chaos. Come on, let's go into parts unknown. Higher, further. That fame thing is 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 wild. And so to have a friend that's also, hey, let's I know who you are. We know who each other is. You're essentially the man you always want to be, right? We've talked about that on many a night, many a journey together, many a road trip together. Who the man you are, what you care about. And how do we I'm gonna help we're gonna care, we're to care about those same things. Now, let's get it on. Let's go. Let's fly. Mm-hmm. Come on. All right, I got your back, bud. I'm with you. I've got an eye out with you. Let's do this. I understand you're David Lee Roth of Van Halen. <laughs> I understand <laughs> all the accolade comes to you. I understand you're Jagger. You know what I mean? Come on. I know we used to be 
you know, stand next to each other in the band. I got it. You got the mic. I got you. Let's go. Mm-hmm. It takes both because sometimes that person can hold the person back. Well, and it, yeah, totally. And and that's that that's really what I think you're, you're describing here. This this puts me in mind with with something. The, the, the first is that I write this little newsletter and somebody responded to this completely independent of this conversation. They didn't know that we were going to have this chat, but he he responded to this article, which is all about getting past lesser goals. Uh, and and he responds this way. He said, in our company, we have a sales code we strive to live by called the interstellar code. I thought this was so cool, right? He says, from the movie, to move forward, you must leave something behind. You may have to sacrifice something good for something better. Okay, so that's in alignment with some of the things we've talked about here. Okay. Okay. But here's the question that goes with this, right? This was what I'd written in the article, but now that he mentioned Interstellar and you were, you know, Cooper and Interstellar and it's an amazing movie and uh, I think my favorite movie that you've been in. He says, what do I want so much that I'd be willing to give up what I have right now for it? That's my question for you. What is it now that you want so much? Do you have something that you want so much you'd be willing to give up what you have right now? (laughs) Ah, detachment. Spiritually, I do. Mortally, no, there's nothing, there's nothing man made. Mm in this world, on this earth as I know it, mm-hmm. that I want so much that I'm willing to give up what I've got now. No way. Non-negotiable. Spiritually, I'm working to combine what I'm building mortally into immortality. It, look at me as, 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 as a father. That's when you become immortal. When you become a father, you have lineage that's going to hopefully go on and live past you. I have things that Camille and I built in life that we're working with our kids now to hand down to them so they can curate and cultivate and work and, 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 and maintain and grow after we're gone. So I'm trying to build immortal legacies here on mortally on earth that will spiritually stay alive and physically stay alive long after I'm gone. That's spiritual to me. Intergenerational contribution. Yes. Individually and who my children are as people, however much I can Mm. have a hand in that. Also, in what they create as creators themselves, independent of whatever I've built. But also, here's a couple lanes that I've gone in and it's a good highway. It's maintained. It's, 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 it's prime real estate for you. It will feed you qualitatively and quantitatively. It's not a full safe zone, but it's built for you. You've got to cultivate it. Now, not only cultivate it, if I, got, if I, if I paved out two really nice lanes for you, don't just rest on those two lanes. Make it three. Maybe make it four by the end of your lifetime. A lot more. Scale it out a little bit. Go more latitude. Build it. Grow it. That can be higher. That can also be wider. When I talk about quantity and quality, that's spiritual to me in the mortal world. That's I'm not willing to trade any of that for any mortal thing on on, on earth. I, I I know 
That's a fool's errand. What I, what I heard you say is that what matters most to you right now, what is least, well, not least negotiable, non-negotiable, is being able to invest in these relationships, in your family, in your children, in a way that can help them make a real contribution themselves and do it in a way that the contribution goes on generations to come. Like to you, that's what I hear. Like that is the priority mission. Yes. And that has to do with what I do today. I know that has to do with who I am talking to you right now. That has to do with what I do this afternoon. That has to do with what I do with my free time. That has to do with what I, where, where my life goes from here and what I do daily to pay the bills. It's not just going, oh, 53, Conahay, you succeeded. Got your foundation, you got a house, you got a house here, you got a house there. Woohoo! Hang on, just protect all that. Because that's we just hand that down. That's a hell of a lot more than you ever got, right? McConaughey, hey, that's better. You already broke a chain, you already upsold it. No, that's there. I'm not gonna be foolish with that. At the same time, those mortal things, those physical if flesh items are not what I'm talking about. That's not where I would see the most important. Oh, I left the kids a house and they got a vacation house. Past that, how can they build a, a life and what things can I hand down and go, hey, make your own way, but I paved out a path here for you and, and it, can, it can pay you back qualitatively and quantitatively. You don't have to run the foundation. You don't have to be the CEO. I'm just saying, there's some things here that need, there's some, some, some gardens I'm going to hand to you that still need tending after I'm gone. Do you want to, these are some things that have enriched my life and enriched your mother's life and enriched our character. We'll open the door for you. You get in, do what you want with it, create your own within it. That, that is much more important to me. And what I'm doing now and what I'll do for the next half of more years I'm here, I am conscious I'm not, again, like I'm, saying, I'm not saying I built it so, ah, now I can do whatever the hell I want. If I can, I'm, I'm old enough now where if I can, I let myself, if anything, let myself believe I can do whatever I want and really believe that, I think I can do some great things. 10 years ago, if you told me I, if, I, if I really admitted I could do whatever I wanted, I might be a little more of a tyrant with all that freedom. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now I have more trust in myself to go, well, if you can do whatever you want, whatever you want. Go boy. Yeah, strangely, there's greater freedom in that because what you're saying is the risk of you falling into any number of dark paths is now much more reduced. It's like my desire for that, those paths, uh, it just like so much closer to zero or zero. It's like, I, I don't care. So they're now still I can there. just- And yeah. they're still there and more will come, but as you just said it, my desire is much less. I'm not 100%. I'm not full. It's, I'm not talking prodigal. I still have, there's temptation. I got to check myself all the time. I got to check my ego. You know what I mean? Certain, you know, but the, it, I, I, much less, you said it, much less than it's ever been in my life. Well, and that's what, it, what it's doing. And this is why it's sort of this irony of freedom is like having no desire for that, having that sort of, let's call it kind of the worldliness fall from you to, to at least to some in comparison it has fallen from you compared to where maybe you say you would have been 10, 20 years ago is actually freeing you to be able to dream the next chapter, the next volume to say, even both 
evolving strategy and top-down strategy in both ways. It's like, hey, I, I'm, I'm dreaming bigger and I'm also open, more open for what this higher contribution could be over the next 10, 20 years. That's, that's, that is where I am, yes. This is the thing I really wanted to get to. Yeah. So I, I could do it in two different ways, but let me just recall the last time we talked you know, on air was I asked you a question in kind of overtime. And it was this question. I said, I said, what is something essential that you're underinvesting in? And when I asked you that, you went silent for so long, I thought that the video was like frozen. But I didn't <laughs> want to interrupt you in case it hadn't. You know, like I didn't want to mess with it the hadn't, moment. It hadn't. Right? And it hadn't. You were just seriously thinking about it. I don't remember what I said then, but I have an answer now. Let's have your answer now. There's something essential that I'm underinvesting in is, I'll use the word, my own religion. People, that word already 40% of the years just tuned out with that word. We'll have another discussion about what wor where words re need redefinition. So I'll call it my own spirituality if that's safer for more, if that can be digested by more ears. No, but but for themselves. Use, your, use the words you want. I mean, you, you're saying in your religious journey, your faith journey, you feel I'm under investing in it now. I think anything with intention is a, is, is a religious take in our lives, Every every any, anything. Even if you're... <laughs> atheist, agnostic, or whoever, I think that, 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 that we could still go, you have religious intention, whether you're comfortable calling it that or not. My spirit is what I need to, what, what I am, I could invest much more limitless than I am and do. Mm. I maintain, I uh, have rituals. I believe that, that when I invest more, not about just time of just, oh, I need to go practice that more. But when I really get the courage to start seeing my being, myself, that's that's the expression of my life through that lens, through my understanding of God's eyes, That that that's when whew, you want to talk about it all being free. You want to talk about the essential, about everything else. The, the chafe gets cut away from the weed, man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, and you don't, and those judgments aren't there to open up our conversation. Those right and wrong things can be, I can speak about them, have an opinion, but they don't have, those are, that's, that's, that's mortal things. Those are, those are, those are on the side that can still watch those and have a disagreement and see something things wrong, but be detached enough to have, and pleasure and enjoyment and seeing see that part of human nature. I, I know, I think, what you're describing, the difference. The difference is, is you use the word maintenance versus investment. Yeah. And, and what you're saying is I'm doing the, the uh, well, maybe I'm putting words in your mouth. You correct me. But, like, I'm doing the bare minimum to maintain. You know, I'm not doing bad in my life. I'm not doing bad things. But I'm just, that's just the, I'm, I'm doing maintenance. And what you're saying is that you feel in this moment, at least, there's mm -hmm. that tapping to, man, if you would invest, yeah. I'd give you a lot more. <laughs> yeah. And look, I try and shoot holes in that, in that idea, that ambition all the time. That's the only one 
<laughs> it's like it's it's you can't defend the there's no the alternative is indefensible for me that one always wins that's the priority of your life or it should be it should be <laughs> and and eventually one way or another it gets there again what is in my mind is you're talking about it i i went through an experience where for I had this sort of similar spiritual prompting of like, man, you, you need to do more. And I took this challenge. It was a church kind of invitation. And it was 2,200 references of the life of Christ, right? I thought this will be good for me because like who, how is it not good to, to learn more about this life of service, who he is and how, what? And what I experienced almost the second I did it wasn't just had good reminders and, and, and example but was revelation. And that's mm. the difference is that, is that almost the second I had it, honestly, seriously, McConaughey, I would get these promptings, these little bings, bing, call up so-and-so. And I'm like, I have not called him for, I, call, I spoke to him once in my life 20 years ago, but I'm like, okay, I had this image of him, broken man, it, suffering. So I call him up. I'm like, hey, listen, I know this is weird, but I'm here. So, you know, let's talk. And that happened so many times through the experience, including one morning, not that this was the most profound example, but one morning I, I, I'm in this early on in the process. Okay, you've got to go and search right now on Oxford and Cambridge's websites to see if you know anyone there. And I actually didn't, but I connected with somebody that, that I was vaguely connected to. And now I'm doing a doctorate at Cambridge. I mean, it materially changed the strategies I pursued very directly. You know, I could go on. To say you wanted to go do that course was a step into chaos. That was taking a risk. That was getting out of your comfort zone. <laughs> it certainly was. <laughs> but you, but you, you at least, and again, in these, because people always go, well, how do you know which one's chaos to take? Yes. But you, you looked know. at it like, look, it's, it's, I don't know what I'm coming out of this with. I think it's going to be good for me. I, I don't know. I, I feel like this is a place I'm going where no one's going to pick my pocket, where I'm not going to have to step on broken glass. I feel like what I, I'm, it's going to be my own to deal with and, 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 and make of what I make with it. And then look what, look what came. I mean, and look what's came and is coming for you. And, and, that's, and that's really, I was only really even sharing it because of what your answer was. It's like, that's what I think you're saying is a sense of if I invest differently, it's not just, oh, I'll be protected a little from like maybe a, my, you know, from ego that can be a challenge for me or, or this particular challenge. It's like, no, if I would invest more, I would get the return on effort would be so high yeah in guidance and so on. The thought. And the belief for me now, my life is not about protecting. Right. It is. It is like I said. I use the word courage again. I got the courage to do it. It's ooh, it's intimidating, bro. Because mm. it's awesome, and it should be. And it will come with. I know it will come with, but I don't know exactly what. But it will come. It would come with great sacrifice. But it would come with exceptional abundance. The language is already there. Like what, what, what you have to give up something. 
you have to give up something, right? Isn't, isn't that just the Cooper quote we just were reading? It's like you have to give up something, which is your own, your previous ver- version of you. So it does take courage because it would be very tempting to go, I've just got a lot to protect now. You know, I just, I just keep what I have. But it's also, it, it makes no contribution. It's like a form of dying. You know, like it, it, it's, it's, it's a form. When, when somebody does that, if you were to do that, you would feel like you were not doing what you came here to do. And at the same time, we need to say it's okay to look around our garden if we've tended it well and go, this is a beautiful garden. To enjoy it, to be the- grateful. We need to enjoy that and give ourselves credit. Yeah, we do. Yeah. For that. That's not, you know, someone wants to be, if someone could be president, but they love being mayor of their town, bravo, bro. Be the best mayor. If that's what you'd rather, if that's what you want to do, or mayor of your family or father of your family, whatever that is, if that's, if, if you know, it's envious of some people who are mm. like, you see them that they're like, no, this is the one thing I do. It's small. I could, this is my house. This is my acre. This is what I love. I want nothing more. It's like, Bravo. I, I, sometimes I'm jealous of people like that, by the way. Sometimes when people really genuinely are satisfied and I go, oh, that feels very nice over there. It doesn't feel like what my mission is, but I can, I, I it's easy to have holy envy for it. percent. <laughs> 100%. And there is, and holy envy is a great word for it. I myself have enough, and you, you said it, but I've got enough, I want to find out in me, mm-hmm. that... I'm not satisfied with just going, here we are. Dude, you not think sometimes, you don't just look at your life sometimes and go, if I had really known, let's say 30 years ago, how good it was all going to be, how it was going to work out, how great this, how surprising this was all going to work. Not that you didn't have the aspiration for what's been produced, but that it really all worked, that it all happened, that now... What's possible? What's possible in the next 20, 30 years? Given that all of this, not only that you're in a position to make a higher contribution, but also because of like all the learnings that went on to get to this point, you have all of those as assets, all of that understanding of how to make things happen, of how to not just will them, but how to discover and detect your mission and then to be able to follow through. I, what's possible? Is it clear to you what's possible now? Do you have a vision of what it is or is it just a sense? I need to do more spiritual work so that I can get clearer. I got a vision of what's possible. Concrete? Is it concrete for you? It's very real in in, in my projection eyes. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not something I'm going to put into words here it's something that yeah. it's not it's not do, to be published yet i'll just do it and it hopefully would just be something that is happening live and you look mm. up however long down the road and go is that what you're talking about you know what i mean <laughs> um so yeah i mean you did you didn't publish the 10 items of your list including best actor when you wrote it yeah that's it no. Right, 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 right. right. Like, so you, this is your new 10 list, it. let's say. It found, yeah, found found it, found it later. And I, I've got, uh, uh, I, 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 yeah, I have a vision of, of, of what it, what I can put in, what I see myself put into practice and happening. 
Mm. What, what you said last time, we went through a whole process, but what the, the one word answer you gave last time, the first word, once you'd taken that time to think, you said leadership. And then right. we, we went through a process of saying, okay, what does that look like? Would it be, if you had to guess, well, it was a little mini sort of speed coaching thing. Okay. Would you choose, okay, governor of Texas, do you want to do that? Nah, no, not if I, no. Okay. Would you want to, and we went through a whole series like that. And, and where we came to was if I could create a kind of institute, I don't know if we even called it Green Lights Institute, but that kind of idea, because at one point you were like, well, a church, but not a church, not something that everyone could be participating in and, and people could certify themselves, it, like it, Green Lights coaches mm. and, and a way of being able to, I think if we could put it now in language from this conversation, it's something like, being able to do for others what you're currently trying to do for your children. Now, it's not at the same level, but it's, I would love to empower and enable people to be able to de detect and design their mission and to be able to fulfill it, you know, a kind of green lights movement. Now, that was last time. I don't know if that's still the same, but that's what, that's what. We're in the same bucket. I mean, if you yeah. put the two words, if I said leadership last time, I said spirit this time, spirit leadership, leadership of spirit. Like that, yeah. like that line. I like, I like that rocket. <laughs> yeah. And you have a challenge. I mean, honestly, I know a lot of people have the idea that when somebody has money or if they have fame or if they have a certain set of things that, oh, them, they've, they've got it. They've made it. And, and of course it's the nice problems to have, but it's still a problem to be able to discern between all these different ideas and all these different investment possibilities and, and, and scripts too, and like all these things to discern between all of this. Hold on. What's the one big next thing? Like what's the, what's the next level of contribution, not just more of the same? And I, I'm very sympathetic for that challenge because I don't, just because it's a nice problem to have doesn't make it less of a problem. So to me, that, I assume that that is a significant part of the challenge of like, okay, well, how do I, how do I even get enough space, enough clarity to, to get clear again on how to invest in this next level? Part of that has to do with going back to that interstellar quote that you had yes. written in. It's going to take, it's not just compounding interest going forward. It's going to take sacrificing and getting rid of some things that are already here. It's going to take getting rid of a few campfires that I maybe give too much attendance and mm -hmm. have fewer fires on my proverbial desk, but bigger ones and, and one main Valhalla fire. Mm -hmm. um, that kind of goes also back to the theory we were talking earlier is the essentialism. Invest in the cause, invest in the root cause, not the effect, not the periphery, not the amendment. That's for me what I believe it will take. Once I get there, will I will I see that, oh, you got room for these other little campfires? Nah, I'll probably all be in the if I get there, it'll all be probably in the same, in the same flame. The next chapter, the next major green light is going to be fascinating. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. I, I, I was going to put this in the intro anyway, but you wouldn't have heard it if we do it like that. 
McConaughey, you have a way with words that's so unusual, so distinctively you, both in your writing and even in our messages. Your messages are always so particularly, deliberately you. I could pick them from anyone. I would know they were yours. And and the same in the way that you think. It's always a pleasure to have the conversation and the chance to talk and to thought deeply. So, McConaughey, thank you for being on the show. You are welcome, Greg. Always a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you for challenging who we are, what our potential is, capacity is, where we're going. I never get off with you feeling like, oh my gosh, you got to have the answer right now. But oh, it was always mm-hmm. a great exercise of, hey, we went in there, we unpacked some things, we got into the hood a little bit. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. If you have found value in this episode, please write a review on Apple Podcasts. The first five people to write a review of this episode will receive year-long access to the Essentialism Academy. Just send a photo of your review to info at Also, do yourself a favor and subscribe to the podcast so that you can receive these episodes on Tuesdays and Thursdays effortlessly. The book Effortless and Essentialism Together are designed as a formula to be able to help you to not only know that your most important work is always ahead of you, but to be able to do that most important work that is always ahead of you. We'll continue the conversation next time. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world, and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join Podcast Royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.